0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now earlier today Joseph Pushka was sentenced to life in prison for the murder of Ashling Murphy. Here is the Chief Superintendent Tony Lonergan of Offaly Division speaking outside the court.
1: I'd just like to take this opportunity on behalf of Garda Síochana to note the conviction today for the murder of Ashley Murphy and the life sentence that has been imposed on Joseph Pushka. Ashton, a national school teacher, was out for a walk after work when she was attacked and murdered by Mr Pushka. This monstrous crime shocked the nation. I want to pay tribute to all the members of Angada Chikon involved in this investigation, and in particular, my colleagues at Tullamore Gada station from where the investigation was led. The investigation team were professional and steadfast in their determination that the person responsible for Ashley's murder will be brought to justice. I also, most importantly, then want to thank the community of Tullamore, a compassionate, kind, resilient, and generous community. They were of invaluable assistance to Angara Shikana throughout this investigation, providing us in particular with access to CCTV, which was instrumental in building the case against Mr. Pushkin and to achieving a successful prosecution. The community also has and continues to support Ashling's family. Finally, I would like to pay a tribute to Ashling's family. Her mother, Kathy, her father, Ray, her sister, Amy, brother, Cahill, and indeed her boyfriend, Ryan. The courage, the dignity, the resilience, and the strength that they have shown during this ordeal has been exemplary. I want to assure them on behalf of angara of that we will continue to support them going forward and give them all the support we can where necessary.
0: That was the Chief Superintendent Tony Lonergan of Leash Offley Division speaking outside court earlier today. Inside the court, of course, it was a mandatory minimum life sentence that was handed down to Josef Pushka, but Frank Graney, our court's correspondent, was there. And Frank, beyond that issue of sentencing, uh, these days are, are important in terms of the victim's family being given the opportunity to speak. And I understand first up in that regard was Ashling's boyfriend, Ryan. What did he say?
2: Well, he told the court um, about first meeting Aisling uh, 10 years ago at a local rugby club disco. He said they were both aged just 15. And he said that even despite their young age, he said he knew even way back then that there was just something so special about her. Her beautiful and warm personality coupled with that big, distinctive and wholesome smile that he said that he grew to love more and more. He spoke about how their teenage romance blossomed over the years. Uh, he spoke of meeting her family for the first time. And he said that they symbolized absolutely everything that is great about Irish society, good, honest, kind, hard-working people. He said that he felt lucky to call them family. He went on to, then to describe how their relationship was filled with nothing but love, uh, with happiness, joy, adventure, trust. And most importantly, he said, respect, he said. It was heaven on earth. Before she died, um, Ryan said that they were making plans to move in together. Uh, They were making plans to travel the world together, to build a house, um, to have kids and to get married uh, down the line. And he said that he'd lost so much more than his girlfriend. Uh, He described Ashling as his partner in life, his closest friend, his best friend. And he said that the pain he feels without her is indescribable. indescribable. Um, Tragically, he said that every night that he goes to bed, and um, he tells her that he's one more day closer to seeing her again. He finds sleep very hard to come by. He said that his mood has completely shifted over the last 22 months or so. And um, he described Yosef Pushka, who was sitting in the dock just over his left shoulder, and he did turn to him and speak to him directly from time to time. He described him as pure evil and he said that he feared for this country and the safety of its people, that something like this could happen in broad daylight. He told him that he had no idea how much he has stolen from them, how much Ashling meant to them. Because of you, he said, I will never get to marry my soulmate. I will never hear her
0: voice again. I will never see her smile again. And once Ryan had finished then, Frank, I understand a statement was read out on behalf of Ashling's mother who described her daughter as one in a million.
2: That's right. Uh, this was read out by Sergeant Lucy McLaughlin on behalf of her mother, as you say, Kathleen Murphy. Uh, Sergeant McLaughlin was one of two Guard the liaison officers who took great care of the family throughout this entire process. And Sergeant McLaughlin, at times reading out this statement from the witness box, got upset herself. Um, she uh, read out Kathleen's words, um, which described Ashling as, as loving, caring, um, somebody who always had a gentle, big smile for everyone. She always thought about everyone else before herself. Um, Kathleen said that she took great pride in herself. She had accomplished so much at such a young age, yet she always stayed grounded, always stayed humble. She said that her daughter loved fashion. She loved music. She had an infectious laugh, but never wanted to be the center of attention. She said that Ashley knew her place in life. She described as a great listener. And she said their house was alive with music every night as she played her fiddle. And she said that she missed her sweet music playing in their home, as uh, she says, without it, it breaks her heart. Um, Aisling, she said, loved passing on her talent, her music to her younger students um, and playing music at home with her sister, Amy and her father, Ray. And she also spoke of her love of camogie. And she said that she'd miss going to her matches. She said she'd miss going to her music concert. She spoke about all the wonderful things they did as a family and how she misses seeing Aisling's smiling face coming home After work every day. She said they never had a row, as she described her as every parent's dream. And I suppose turning her attention then to the nightmare that has unfolded for her and the rest of the family since that cold uh, January afternoon, she said her heart has been ripped from her body. She said she has lost her drive, uh, she has lost her love for life. She's too afraid to go out for a walk anymore because of the monster who took her daughter from her. And on the night that that heartbreaking news came to their doorstep, um, she said and this was quite a, a poignant part of her statement where she described how Aisling's untouched dinner was found in the bottom of the oven by her uncle Des as he went to uh, fill the fire and she wrapped up her statement. And again, this was delivered by Sergeant McLaughlin by saying that she would give their house, their car and every penny she has to have their beautiful daughter Ashling with them.
0: The third and final statement, then Frank, was made by Ashling's sister Amy, who described her as the glue that bound their tight knit family.
2: Yeah, and it's it it was very obvious and very plain for all to see that they, the two sisters, had a very close bond. Um, she said that she spent years listening, um, and and watching, and and adoring over her little sister who grew to become, she said, the soil that kept their family and friends nourished with positivity, humour and hope. She said every evening uh, their kitchen was filled with music and the normalities of everyday life. She said Ashley brought out the best of them. Um, she said their parents instilled a strong work ethic in Ashley and she knew the value of a pound. And although she was the youngest, she said there was no doubt that Ashling was everyone's role model. She said musicians of all ages were welcomed into their home every week to learn and to absorb Ashling's talent, her passion for music and to listen to her stories. She said they'd hang on to her every word. And she said that the eerie quietness that now remains in the house is deafening. Ashling was a vibrant, outgoing, 23 year old, just merely star- starting out in her career as a primary school teacher. Uh, Amy said that she had just graduated less than three months. Uh, beforehand, she said the world was Ashling's oyster. All her hard work up to that point paid off and she was reaping the rewards of life. She said that she was born to be a teacher. She loved every second of it. She said that their lives were enormously rich, enriched because of Ashling. She described her as charismatic, uh, compassionate. And she said that her infectious laugh could light up any room. She said that she embodied many of the great traits and qualities of the Irish people through music, teaching, GAA, Agus Changha Guelga. She also um, was a huge shining light in their community. Amy said a community in which she year in year out gave back to in every way that she could and she said that this country has lost someone who made a real difference and turned their attention, I suppose, then again to Mr. Pushka and she too, like Ryan before her, did turn in a number of occasions and direct Mr. Pushka directly in the dock. And she said that this inhumane act of depravity highlights to us how naive we were to the dangers lingering in our our society. She said they were blissfully unaware that they were living amongst a total evil. She said that they were relieved that after today uh, they don't have to spend any more time in the vicinity of this vile human being. She said to him, your lies and deceit knows no bounds at no point. Did you make efforts to take responsibility for your actions? Quite the contrary, really. She said that he sat in that very seat, gave evidence before the court, demanding his in- in- innocence. And to add insult to injury, she said that he proceeded to spin a ludicrous web of lies, suggesting that he was, in fact, trying to help Ashing in her dying moments. He said that, you know, you stole her life, you stole her voice,
0: you robbed us of our family of five. And then before sentencing... Frank, which as we said at the outset, it was a mandatory minimum sentence that had to be handed down. Did the judge say anything to Yosef Pushka, and was there any mention of a possible appeal?
2: Um, Mr Justice Tony Hunt did make a few remarks before sentencing uh, Josef Pushka. As you say, he had absolutely no discretion when it came to handing down sentence. It was a mandatory life sentence, a one size fits all when it comes to sentencing convicted murderers. He spoke about the dignity and composure with which the Murphy family uh, displayed during the trial in the face of what he said must have been uh, provocative and brazen lies that they heard from uh, Pushka last week. And he said that they, the family, had their say today. And he said that he hoped that that would come as some sort of solace for them. And then he also touched on the subject of that um, restriction um, when it comes to sentencing. And he said that um, it was long past time that judges should have some say in setting minimum terms when it comes to life sentences, because as it stands, Yosef Pushka will be eligible to apply for parole in 12 years. That doesn't necessarily mean he'll get parole in 12 years. But in other jurisdictions, judges can hand down a minimum tariff whereby, you know, if the case merited, perhaps somebody like Yosef Pushka couldn't apply for parole for 20, 30 years, whatever the case may be. And he said that maybe there are proposals out there in relation to, to that too maybe introduce those, that maybe they will come to fruition. And he said that murders are not always the same, but he said that there is a one size fits all approach when it comes to a punishment. And he said that if he had the power to set a term, it would be a very long one. And he also spoke about whole life sentences. Again, not an option available to him, but it is an option available to other judges in other jurisdictions like in the UK. And he said that this is the kind of case that would be considered, that whole life sentence would be considered if it were available. Some very interesting remarks from uh, the judge before he asked a uh, Mr. Pushka to stand and he then sentenced him to life imprisonment.
0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy. With Nissan. Weekdays from 4. On News Talk.